0: Good morning and welcome to our table in our home. I'm sorry I can't even offer you a coffee via the airwaves, but I'll try to offer you something to chew on from the account of the great banquet with that really grotty bunch of people that we heard about in the reading. Through chapter 5 in this Gospel, Luke, the doctor and historian, is wanting us all to meet the real Jesus, the authentic teacher, the one whose actions always lined up with his words, the person who always did what he preached, and was consistently loving and caring, saying and doing the truly helpful thing to whoever he met. And the banquet was the climax to this section. Jesus had already called Simon, Peter and Andrew and the brothers James and John to be his disciples, his followers, his apprentices. They were all fishermen, a bit rough at the edges maybe, but perfectly respectable in the eyes of the community. Luke tells us that they were there with Jesus when some less respectable things started happening not long before this banquet. Jesus has started mixing with some less acceptable people. The Bible calls them outcasts, people on the edge of society. First, there was the person who, uh, with leprosy, normally kept away from other people. And Jesus actually touched him. Horror. The man was healed. And next, there was a man with a serious disability, again seen as an outsider in that society. And Jesus made time for him to heal him, but also forgave him for something he'd done wrong. We don't know what. And again, there was shock all round. And then as Jesus was going out of the town, he saw another of these people regarded as an outsider. He saw Levi, the tax collector, sitting at his booth beside the road, and Jesus actually called him to be one of his disciples. Jesus invited him to be one of his, his inner group, one of the 12 to be with him for the next three years, learning and practising the ways of the kingdom of God. Someone whom Jesus would want to carry on sharing his message after Jesus had returned to heaven. If you haven't quite realized what was so wrong with Levi, it was his job. The Bible says we've all done things wrong, but in ancient Judaism the label sinner was reserved for the worst of the worst, like tax collectors. Tax collectors were sinners by trade, lying and cheating their way into the riches and robbing even the poorest amongst the people. They worked for the hated Romans, but they seemed to have a free hand to demand however much they wanted from people and pocket a good proportion of it. They were religious outsiders too, because the way they practiced their profession openly defied the law of Moses. The richer they were, the more comfortable life they had, the worse they were assumed to be. And this was Levi's situation. I would love to know what was going through Levi's mind because we're told he got straight up and followed Jesus. Just like the leper and the paralysed man, Levi's life was changed by Jesus in an instant, never to be the same again. Levi's next reaction was delightful. He wanted to give hospitality to Jesus. And he wanted all his friends and his fellow tax collectors to meet the man so he threw this great banquet in his home we've had this table for about 44 years and i wish i could remember all the people who sat around it When we moved here nine years ago, I was wanting to give it a new polished look, getting rid of the places where you see signs of gouges and cuts and water spills, etc. Then an old friend came to stay who said to me, do you really want to wipe out the signs of life and love that this table has seen over the years? And we decided to keep the reminders and just give it a good wax polish from time to time. But this week I suddenly remembered someone that I had thought of as an outsider like Levi when he stayed with us many years ago. He was actually a Christian, but he'd been a hardened, tough criminal convicted of manslaughter when he killed a policeman. The reason that he was eating at our table, this table for a few days, was that he'd met with God in his prison cell in a dramatic way on the Christmas Eve just before he was due to be released. His life was changed so dramatically in meeting Jesus and being filled with the Holy Spirit that he committed to giving up two weeks holiday from his job each year to share the good news about Jesus with people in different parts of the UK. When I picked him up from the train station to take him to the school Christian Union where I was teaching at the time, I was really uneasy. He seemed huge sitting in the passenger seat of my little mini beside me. And I saw the finger stump where he chopped off his own finger to get some insurance money. And I did wonder how the various meetings arranged for the next few days were going to go. But the teenage boys at the school listened to him intently and hearts were touched that day. And at an evening meeting at someone else's home, the husband of one of my prayer partners became a Christian, turning away from alcohol and from an ongoing affair, and he became a changed man. He and his wife ran a Christian hostel in London for many years after that. And I can imagine this sort of reaction going on at the great banquet in Levi's house both from listening to Jesus and from seeing the change in their friend. The religious leaders of the day complained bitterly that Jesus was mixing with the wrong kind of people. they were even described as scum in one translation of the Bible. They thought such people should be avoided in case they became tainted by them. But Jesus knew the power of God to change people. His first public words in Nazareth had been to quote the prophet Isaiah who said, God's spirit is on me. He's chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor. sent me to announce pardon to prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind. To set the burdened and the battered free. To announce this is God's time to shine. Jesus preached it. Jesus lived out the message. And others' experience transformed lives because of it. Levi was renamed Matthew by Jesus and was one of the disciples for three years and then involved in the early church. And he longed for more and more people to know about Jesus. And he wrote the Gospel of Matthew that we have in our Bibles. The banquet at his house was really a model for the church and its mission. Jesus was kind to Matthew from the beginning, and then kind in accepting the invitation to meet his friends. He knew they all needed to hear his message and their lives be changed. And this meal produced one of the great sayings of Jesus. He said, I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know that they are sinners and need to repent. Jesus compared the mission of the church to that of a doctor's surgery. It's for the ill. It still speaks to us today about what the mission of the church should be. It's like our table here with all its imperfections. The good news of Jesus is for us to share with everyone. Never forgetting those seen as outsiders and those who know they need So, can I encourage us to think and pray about how authentic we are as individual witnesses for Jesus, matching up our actions and our words. Are we shining for Jesus or have we become tarnished and needed of a polish from God? And to chew over during the meal today thinking about how church might look, welcoming in all people, even those very different from ourselves, and what the mission of the church should be going forward in order to echo the words of Jesus, going to those whose lives need to be turned around, whoever they are. Thank you for joining me at my less than perfect table today.